Triangles, the life and times of an NFL original team. Season 2, Episode 10, Endings On Thursday, November 27, 1941, a group of middle-aged men gathered at the Miami Valley Hunt and Polo Club in Dayton, Ohio, to eat, drink, be merry, and reminisce about glory days gone by. The host for the occasion was local financier Nelson Talbot, better known to his friends as Bud. The guest of honor that night was Carl Stork, known to most in attendance as Scummy. The occasion was the 25th anniversary of the founding of the Dayton Triangles in 1916. It seems unlikely that the men knew their celebration was taking place in the shadow of catastrophe. Within two weeks of this happy occasion, Imperial forces of Japan would pull off a surprise attack on the naval base at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. The attack would force the United States of America into a war whose destructive effect and death toll would dwarf those of the Great War that these men remembered from their younger days, and in which many of them fought. Talbot, who served as a captain and major in the First World War, would become an administrator in the Army Air Force Material Command. The military eventually recalled him to active duty, commissioning him as Lieutenant Colonel Talbot. That November night, though, was for the banquet and for remembering the triangles. It was a closed members-only meeting with two exceptions. Photographer Freddie Albert, who took a group photo of the men in attendance, and young Cy Burek, Dayton Daily News sports editor, who documented the proceedings for his newspaper. For Carl Stork, who had served the club in every capacity, it must have been a welcome respite from the events of a terrible year, one that saw him lose his job as president of the National Football League, the Dayton Wings baseball team in which he was heavily invested, and his health. When his former teammates surprised him with a gold football trophy, however, Stork's thoughts were not for himself. His only regret, he said, was that Mac could not be there for the occasion. Everyone present knew he was referring to Forrest Burley McNabb, who had played a key role in creating both the team and Triangle Park, and who had been taken from them so long before his time. In all, nearly two dozen of the men who had been part of those early years attended that evening. Al Mart, who served as Toastmaster for the after-dinner festivities, made the trip from Chillicothe, where he was employed as comptroller at Mead Paper Company. Dutch Steel, Lee Fenner, and Dave Reese were there, as were Lou Partlow and Babe Zimmerman, George Hobby Kinderdine, the only other man besides Stork who had been with the Triangles for their entire history, was present. George's brother Harry was there as well. Hobby was working at General Motors, while Shine had followed their father James into law enforcement and was a deputy with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department. Former lineman Ed Sauer, Glenn Tidd, and Russ Hathaway were there. So was Mike Riddell, who had been team manager at the beginning and then the end of their run. 
It seemed as though the whole gang had made it that evening. There was one notable absence, though. The ever-mercurial Norb Saxtetter was tied up in Washington, where he was busy working as secretary to Dayton Area Congressman Greg Holbrook. Over the years after his retirement from pro football, Saxtetter had been in the dry cleaning business, served alongside Harry Kinderdine as a sheriff's deputy, and administered the 1940 United States Census for the Dayton region. Norb's brother Hugo, among the former Triangles who had been an original St. Mary's cadet, along with Norb, Almart, and Babe Zimmerman, did make it that night. The men had such a wonderful time that they resolved to make it an annual event, and this was the first of many Triangles reunions over the years. Interestingly, a piece of the Dayton Triangles still arguably exists in the National Football League, although the league itself does not acknowledge it officially. Writer Bob Carroll did the research to show how this happened. Recall that in 1930, Carl Stork sold the Triangles franchise to Bill Dwyer, who moved the team to Brooklyn and renamed it the Dodgers. Later, Dan Topping, who incidentally had a conflict with Stork in 1940, bought the team. By the early 40s, the Dodgers had fallen on hard times. As part of an effort to turn the team around, Topping renamed them the Tigers. This didn't help, and by 1945, the Brooklyn franchise had merged into the Boston Yanks. Through a convoluted process, Carroll eventually traced the remains of the Boston-Brooklyn franchise through two professional leagues, the NFL and All-American Football Conference, and two versions of the Baltimore Colts, the second of which eventually moved to Indianapolis and still plays in the league. Thus, Carroll argues, there's a little triangle in the Indy Horseshoe. As for the players and the unsung heroes, one by one they crossed the final goal line. Father William O'Malley who had originally organized the St. Mary's Cadets, members of which formed the nucleus of NFL original team, the Dayton Triangles, moved on to Montana, where he served for many years around Polson and Butte. In Polson, O'Malley played a key role in founding the area's first regional hospital, Hotel Dieu, which he served this chaplain for many years. Father O'Malley passed away March 6, 1956, at the age of 77. Harry Solomano, the St. Mary's Cadet's first coach and later mentor, worked for several years as an unpaid volunteer with the Montgomery County, Ohio Juvenile Court. Working in that capacity, he helped save several young people from lives of crime. Solomano later practiced law in Dayton until his retirement around 1968 and remained active in local sports and politics. He was a charter member of the University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Fame. Harry Solomano passed away on Halloween 1972 at the age of 83. Lou Partlow, running back, who scored the first NFL touchdown, continued to play independent football into the 1930s. 
He worked at Frigidaire and lived quietly, eventually retiring to California, where he died in 1982 at the age of 88. George Hobby Kinderdine, center, who kicked the first NFL extra point, was the only man to play for the Dayton Triangles in every season of the team's history. George later worked as a general supervisor at Delco, no longer the Delco, and served in the recreation department for the city of Miamisburg. He passed away June 22, 1967, at the age of 72. George's brother Harry Shine Kinderdine won election as sheriff of Montgomery County, Ohio in 1944. He served in that capacity until February 17, 1947, when he suffered a fatal heart attack at his home. Sheriff Kinderdine was 54 years old. Francis Bacon, running back, who scored Dayton's second touchdown in the first NFL game in 1920, went on to hold several positions in business and government, including with the State of Ohio Board of Liquor Control. For more than three decades, Bacon served as a game official in football, baseball, and basketball. He was eventually elected to the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Francis Bacon died on August 31, 1977, at the age of 83. Russell Grant Hathaway lineman and kicker, owned and operated a grocery store in Dayton for many years. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in his native Indiana in 1980. Hathaway died August 19, 1988, at the age of 92. At the time of his death, Russell Hathaway was the oldest living former NFL player. Walter Tinkit Sneeze at You, running back and the first Hawaiian and American of Asian descent to play in the National Football League, wrestled professionally after his football career, then moved to Oregon and worked in the cement business before retiring. He was inducted into the University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Fame in 1974. Achu died March 21, 1989 at his home in Eugene, Oregon at age 86. Lafayette Hack Abbott, quarterback and coach, owned a service station in Dayton. He died January 22, 1965, at the age of 69. Glenn Tidd Lineman, who played on the first Triangles team in 1916 and the first NFL team in 1920, worked for the Hobart Manufacturing Company. He died in October 1970, at age 76. Carl L. Dutch Thiel, end, founded and operated Thiel Motor Sales in Dayton for many years. He served as president of the Dayton Y Athletic Club. He is enshrined in the Denison University Athletic Hall of Fame. Thiel died July 11, 1986. He was 93 years old. Lee Fenner, end, worked for General Motors Corporation for more than three decades, retiring from his position as an inspector at the Inland Manufacturing Division on January 1, 1964. He died of a heart attack on March 7th of that year at the age of 66. Lewis Lou Mart, quarterback and coach, 
was a practicing attorney in Dayton for many years after his retirement from football. He was inducted into the University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Fame as part of its charter class. Lou Mart died August 7, 1982, at the age of 78. Edward A. Eddie Sauer, lineman, also played for Akron, Canton, and Pottsville in the early NFL. He worked as an official at football games at all levels until 1938. His business career spanned stints in the automotive, energy, and financial services industries, and as manager of his family's trust. He is enshrined in the Hall of Fame at his alma mater, Miami University at Oxford, Ohio. Ed Sauer died February 15, 1980, at age 81. Dr. David Dave Reese, end, stayed active in the sports arena, serving as an official in basketball and football at all levels, including the National Football League, for nearly 30 years. Following his retirement from officiating, Reese became the first commissioner of the Mid-American Conference. He is credited with influencing the careers of Woody Hayes and Sid Gilman, among others. Reese, known in his later years as Uncle Dave, was a charter member of the Hall of Fame at Denison University, his alma mater. Dave Reese passed away in his sleep on June 26, 1978, at the age of 85. Woody Hayes, then head coach for the Ohio State University football team, served as a pallbearer at Reese's funeral. Francis Michael Mike Riddell, first and last business manager for the Triangles, supervised operations at Triangle Park for a total of 26 years. He later managed the McCook Bowl and another bowling alley, then went into sales with the Arthur Bierman Realty Company. Mike Riddell died of a heart attack on August 27, 1950, at age 62. Carl Lewis Harold Stork, running back, coach, business manager, franchise owner, and former president of the National Football League, never fully recovered from the heartbreak of 1941. He was forced to retire from General Motors due to failing health in 1942. By 1945, Stork entered a nursing home where he spent the remainder of his life. Carl Stork died March 13, 1950, at the age of 57. Nelson Strobridge, Bud Talbot, first Triangles coach, continued to work on behalf of his family's business interests, holding down several executive positions. His longtime love of aviation led him to take a seat on the board of directors of TWA. When the Korean War broke out, Talbot again served his country, eventually retiring from the United States Air Force with the rank of Brigadier General in June 1952. Within a month after his retirement on July 6th, Talbot suffered a fatal heart attack at the family home on Runnymede Road. The circumstances of Talbot's death were eerily similar to those of his father, Colonel Harold E. Talbot. Both men died suddenly at the age of 60. George Babe Zimmerman, running back, original St. Mary's cadet and Dayton Triangles player, 
worked many years for the Wayne Furniture Company. He fathered two sons, George Jr. and Jack, who became noted local amateur golfers. Zimmerman passed away August 11, 1955, after a long illness at age 61. Hugh Hugo Saxtetter, running back and original St. Mary's cadet and Dayton Triangles player, was a lifelong resident of Dayton. He served for many years as deputy clerk for automobile registration in the Montgomery County Courthouse. Hugh died suddenly on Christmas Eve, 1953, at the age of 59. Norbert Nichols Saxdetter, running back, original St. Mary's cadet and Dayton Triangles player, and NFL champion with the 1922 Canton Bulldogs, came home from Washington and led Dayton's regional conservation effort during the Second World War. Following another brief stint in Washington after the war, Saxtetter returned to Dayton, eventually settling into a career in business. He retired to Florida in 1960, staying busy as a chaplain in the St. Petersburg community. Norp passed away in Florida on June 19, 1982. He was 92 years old. Saxtetter is a nominee for the National Football League's Centennial Hall of Fame class of 2020. Alphonse Herman, Al Mart, quarterback and coach, eventually ascended to the position of vice president at Mead Corporation and was a member of Mead's board of directors. He was a charter member of the University of Dayton Athletic Hall of Fame and the university honored him as a distinguished alumnus in 1968. Mart retired as a meat officer in 1959, but continued as an executive at two plants in Georgia and on the Mead board. He retired from the board in 1967 and passed away at his adopted hometown of Chillicothe, Ohio on June 24, 1970 at age 76. As of 2019, the West Rock Paper and Lumber Products Manufacturing Facility near Cottonton, Alabama, still bears his name. For more episodes and bonus content, please check out DaytonTrianglesPodcast.com. Triangles, The Life and Times of an NFL Original Team, written and produced by Bruce Edward Smith. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.